Uh, hello? Uh, anyone there? Hello? Jared! Yeah. Yeah, is this Kev? You there? Jared. Yeah, hey. Hey. Yeah. Is, uh, Hadley? Yep, that's me. God. Uh, that's, that's definitely show. Uh, pal? Pal? I'm here. Okay, Trevor. Uh, appreciate it. Glad you could join us. It's been a very long time, and uh, I didn't think you guys would answer. Um, it's been a while. Apologize to the fans. Haven't been on for a while, but that's because we're taking care of things. We're getting the thick part of the semester, and we're going to jump in the break here and, you know, just going to keep it rolling. You guys have anything important to say off the bat before we, before we jump in? Um, nothing much. Hey, shout out to the Nats, World Series champs. World champs. I just wanted to say I missed Kevy. Yeah, I miss you guys. All right. Put aside the feelings here. <laughs> we have two very important guests. Uh, their time's been coming. They've been asking to come on. We haven't had the time, but now we do. And it's important that we have them on because great insight, great minds, great sports guys. So stay tuned for that. Uh, right now, college football, biggest buzz. Kev, get us started on the conversation. Give a little bit I of mean- Give a little bit of recap having the past few weeks or so. and uh... oh, A little recap? All right. Well, let's see. We'll start off with your team. Uh, they made some, some big strides with the big Michigan win. And, uh, you know, they were, they were looking pretty solid. And, I mean, that was a big win for Michigan or against Michigan. And, you know, I, I would have put them in my – when the first playoff came out or first rankings came out, I would have put them at five. And, I mean, I thought talent-wise I thought they were better to beat Minnesota. But, hey, you know, they still got a chance with Ohio State, and if they beat them, they can get a Big Ten championship. And then Joe Burrow balled out, like always. Um, and basically, those were the two biggest games from this past weekend. And then everybody just kept winning. Oh, wait, did Oklahoma lose since our last pod? Yeah, they lost. It was K-State. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's wide open right now. You're going to have, I, I'd say, maybe one or two teams undefeated, and there's going to be a lot of one-loss, maybe conference champions. So we'll, we'll see how it See how it shapes up here towards the end of the season. I know Tom Fox will have a lot to say on the subject. We'll be calling him in about four minutes. Yeah. Cam, do you just want to give us your top four after the wins and losses that occurred? Top four? Sure. I'll give you my top four. I'm uh, going. Put LSU in the top spot now. Pass yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. LSU was already in my top spot. So I had LSU. Then I'll have Ohio State. And then. Oh, see, this is, this, is, this is where it gets tough. You know who has to be three. They have to be just because they haven't lost. Oh, well, yeah, Clemson, Clemson. They'll be three. And then the four spot is where it gets tricky. But as of right now, they only lost to LSU. So I'm going to put Bama there. The only way I think Georgia passes them is if they flat out win out the, like, the rest of their schedule and they win the SEC championship. And what is really going to be – Interesting to see if they put a one-loss Oregon Pac-12 champion over a one-loss Alabama non-conference, or like they didn't win a championship, or if they put an undefeated Baylor in the conversation, or a one-loss Oklahoma. So we'll have to see. But I'd go LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Bama. How about you guys? Good show. Uh, yeah, LSU won. They have four AP top ten wins. So yeah, they should definitely be one. Ohio State, two. I'd put Clemson at three just because they're undefeated. I mean, they're going to lose if they're in the ACC. So, and then four, I'd put Georgia. 
just because, I mean, if you look at Georgia, who they they lost to South Carolina, but that's not who they were. They dom- they basically dominated against Florida, even though the score didn't the final score didn't suggest it, but they did. And then, I mean, if you're talking about deservingly so at the end of the season, Bama probably won't because they would not have won their division or their conference. But are they one of the four best teams in the country? Probably. I actually have the exact same thing as show. I just, I don't, I obviously I think that's going to change. Like I, I don't see Georgia beating LSU in a, in a championship game. So I think that four spot is completely up for grabs, but I think those top three are going to pretty much stay consistent unless Penn State can knock off Ohio State. Then you can put Penn State where Ohio State is. But other than that, I think Clemson... After and, they win the Big Ten, of course. Yeah. They're not going to just jump in the top four. After well, no. I, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. beat them and run the whole way through. Okay, okay. Um, now, now, so, <laughs> does, does a team like Utah... Oh, wait, we're going to... Oh, wait, Jared, Jared, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for Fox to get on it. 30 seconds, but before we jump into it, my only thing I'd like to add, I agree with Kev, and I think Jeff said the same thing. Kev said the same thing. But the only thing that I disagree with about the committee is that Usually, whenever they're choosing teams, they'll say they'll either say a team's in there because of resume, or they'll either say a team's in there because they're definitely the top a top four team. You need to pick which one you're going to pick. You're not going to look. You can't just look at a team and say they're a top four team, or you can't look at a team and just say uh, it's based on the resume. You need to pick one. You can't have a mix of both in there. Or it's a flaw. Yeah. It's a or the systematic flaw. Eighteen. So. I'll, 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 I'll have a little little question. For you guys, after our callers here, we're uh, back to the college football playoff. But you know, Fox is the perfect reason why they should expand it to eight teams. Though. Exactly. Well, you could put Bam in this year, and they could just prove whether they're one of the top four teams. Or not. Which and are- and uh, Minnesota could row the boat in the playoffs. Don't ever yep. say they suck. All right. <laughs> so uh, first caller, we're gonna we're gonna hit up Tom Fox. He's sure he's gonna have a mouthful to say about college football. So uh, here we go. What's going on? Hey, is this the podcast? This is the podcast. You were on. Oh, welcome, welcome, well, welcome. I just, uh, I just want to oh. thank you all uh, for having me on. This means a lot that a Buckeye fan could be on here. Uh, oh, hey, Chayu. And and you know, end of the day, I mean, my all-time favorite students are on this podcast. So you that's know. that's 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 warming. That's touching. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we're talking about college football. Um, Obviously, Ohio State still looks dominant. LSU looks even more dominant. Uh, in your perspective, who is the number one team in the country after this week of after this week of football? I would I would say LSU. Um, Correct. Because because they they played uh, you know arguably the other really good good team and you know, Ohio State played uh, Maryland. So uh, I think LSU would be one. I think Ohio State's two. Um, I ask God, I would put Clemson three, Alabama four. That's um, that's what we said. That's what we said. That's and you know your nits are not out of it. Out of it, you know. Like, I I do believe that your coach kills you um, in big games. I do. So uh, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was actually thinking about. Uh, what if the Minnesota coach was the Penn State coach? And man, I thought to myself, I don't know. 
Yeah, we, so. we, we can't let one game just just make their decisions. I know for some non-Penn State fans, they feel like that's a reoccurring theme that James Frank is ruining every game. But we got to ride with the coach. You can't put it on the coach. There's a lot of things like execution-wise the players can, can fix up. But yeah. tight, situ- yeah, tight situations, no, no. they just need to learn to produce. And it's past two, two, two no, three no, years. No, now, listen, I'm, I'm hoping this podcast will eventually make its way to ESPN. So I could say I – I know these guys. I taught these guys. You know, um, they put me on their mansion roster, and I threw my back out in the second quarter. Um, you know, I mean, I, I let you guys down big time, by the way. No, no, no. no. Uh, oh, I did. I did. Fox, we were horrible, uh, brother. We 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 needed we needed anything we could get, so uh, we appreciate. <laughs> well, I, I would actually like to talk about uh, this game on Thursday night because I think the Cleveland Browns. My Browns, are, uh, <laughs> they finally found themselves. You don't yeah. need a quarterback. Nah, listen, Schilbert, listen. <laughs> I really believe, I believe that uh, they found themselves a little bit. Because, you know, listen, Freddie Kitchens is not, not the smartest guy in the world. But you know what? We're all jumping on him way too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. And I don't think we should. So... You know, it's just 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 my thought. So, especially with all that expe- expectation that was just thrown on him. Before no, the season. I feel like with the talent that they had, there's no reason they can't be at least 500 right now. Well, well, well. I'd also like to say what an honor it is to be on this podcast because I've listened to every damn one of them, and uh, to finally be on, the, on it is, is wonderful. That's, so that's just, we 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 have grins to our to our ears right now. Uh, uh, well, listen, listen. You guys got to talk a little bit, you know, a little bit about the uh, Detroit Mercy uh, Titans. Bridge of Fox is doing okay so far. Two games in. So. I was actually, I was actually going to say something about that. I'm not kidding. But no, no you weren't. I swear, to, I swear to goodness, I swear <laughs> to goodness, I was going to mention something about that. But how is she doing? She's doing all right. You know, she's. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, looking at their team and, they, and they're very young. Five freshmen, three transfers. Wow. You know, Central PA women's basketball, as I'm sure Mr. Palfi could attest to, because his mother was a hell of a player. Um, you know, I, I think she's got a leg up on some of these places, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Let's I see her. She's carrying on your, your number, your number tradition, big five, three. Oh, listen, listen. You, you know, I mean, that's like tears in my eyes, you know? Uh, <laughs> That's like tears in my eyes, but uh, no, listen, guys. Um, honest to God, if if Penn State beats Ohio State, I'll be a little bit mad, but I'll also be a little bit happy for you guys because I know you'll be feeling good. So that's, uh, that's even, even though you guys did a really dick move when you gave me that Penn State <laughs> blocking the Ohio State field goal picture, which which I still have in my room, by the way. Good. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I always be happy for you guys. You know that. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Fox, hey, Foxy, thoughts on the Chase Young suspension? On, on what? The Chase Young suspension. Um, you know, I, here's the deal, guys. Um, everything I've read about it, of course, I read all Ohio State stuff. Uh, LeBron commented on it. Um. And LeBron actually kind of pissed me off. He tried to use it like to promote this whole get paying the athletes, which uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not a huge fan of. But um, you know, he paid back the the loan he got, and 
you know, I mean, he, he committed a violation and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say it was right to do, but I think the NCAA's got a lot of things they need to think about when it comes to this stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of kids like Chase Young that, you know, um, don't have the money and, but, you know, so that's, I guess that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. But my God, the guy, Rex, uh, I mean, you guys are praying he's out for you guys. Cause no, he's no I hope he, I hope he plays. Okay, Schilbert, because <laughs> you want a clear victory. No, not that. I just – if we beat you guys, I don't want Ohio State fans saying, well, if we had Chase Young, we would have won. So, I mean, if we're going to win, I'd rather beat you listen, with them. Listen, number one, this Ohio State fan would never say that. So, um, if you guys win, you deserve to win. But I really think you're going to lose. Oh, so, so do I. <laughs> um, listen, uh, I love that Minnesota coach. Rode the boat and all that. Um, I think he's pretty awesome. But uh, – yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm on the podcast. I'm so proud. Is Kevin Smith on this thing? Yeah, yeah, he's 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 through the computer right now, so that's why you could barely hear it. You faintly heard his question. Oh, listen, I mean, you guys are my favorites. You know that, so. I, we're you're you're our favorite. Love you, love you, love you. That's on the phone right now. That's why you're on a podcast right now. So listen, I'm telling you right now, you guys are gonna be famous one day. All right. Um, that. Listen, Al. I'll also tell you this, so Bridget Fox um, is going to be, I don't know if it's next year, but she, they're either coming to Penn State or St. Francis one of the next two years, so we'll definitely have to do a podcast for that, so. All right, perfect. We're down. All right, gentlemen. All right. All right. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for right. coming. Take have care. Have a good one. Yeah, bye. All right, so that was Tom Fox, everybody. Uh, big Ohio State fan, as you can tell. That's some good insight. Big Browns uh, guy. Big Browns guy. Big Browns guy. Go Lurs, baby. Go My team. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's pretty much college football. Everything. The biggest thing that's happened, and we don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, Penn State Ohio State is gonna be a Highly anticipated game. No one's going to give Penn State a shot now that they lost. But, you know, that makes for – I like it. I like it that way. You know, I think it's better going in as an underdog and everyone doubting you rather than it's just a – it's two 10-0 uh, opponents. I don't know, battling, because then you don't want to underperform. So, yeah, we're going to call uh, Jim Crew here. Jim Krug, he wants to, we're gonna spin on down to Spica, baby. He wants to talk a little bit of NBA and he wants to talk a little bit of NFL, but he's gonna strictly talk about his favorite teams, the Sixers and the Steelers. I think he said he likes the Steelers. Yeah, he's a Steeler guy. Is he a Colts guy too? Is he kind of a Colts guy? Kevin, who isn't a Steelers guy after what they've been doing recently? He, he cheers for Luke. For okay, all right, fair. Yeah. Shout out eight one four. Yeah, so we're gonna call it him here in about one minute as soon as I get the okay from upstairs. All right, real quick. Um, do you think they'll put a let's just say Utah wins Pac twelve, they have one loss, or Baylor wins the Big Twelve championship with one loss? Do you think they put a one loss of no, like one of those two teams over 
Hold on, hold on. Do you think they put one of those two teams over one loss Bama, even though Bama does not have a conference championship? Baylor is done and if they lose one game, and I hope if Utah wins out, they put Bama in because if Utah gets in, I don't want to watch them. Exactly. Well, see, the thing is, I think the Big 12 has a championship, though, so if they would lose to Oklahoma, they'd still get to play them again in the championship. Yeah, but I think uh, Kansas State only has one conference loss, so if they beat... if they It was, would, it was, it was uh, two Baylor, right? What? Or is it two Baylor? I, well, they just lost to Texas, but say if... Uh, Baylor beat Oklahoma. That'd be their second conference loss. So Kansas yep. State, they'd win out. They'd go to the championship. Yeah. See, I feel like they put a one loss Oklahoma or one loss. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll come back to this. All right, Jim Krug, everybody. There we are. His ring's not going through. Let's give it a second here. He hates us. I think they put a one-loss Oregon or one-loss Oklahoma over a one-loss Bama, but not the other two teams. I think Bama gets in over them. That's my last thought on that. I'd put Oregon in themselves. Yeah. I I think Pittsburgh's not getting the love they deserve. The Panthers. I mean, we went out and Virginia Tech and beat Virginia. We're coastal champs. That's a lot (laughs) to happen, but... If we win our next two games and Virginia Tech beats Virginia... We'll be having the Coastal Championship on the line Saturday at Heinz Field. Please leave me a message, and I'll get back to you. Thanks. Well, uh, Jim missed his phone call, so we're going to call him right back. Signed up for the 7.50 time slot. That's all right. And I'll get back to you. All right. So, Kev, just finish what you were saying. Oh, okay. So... Obviously, if Utah won loss, the Pac-12 champion, or Big 12, uh, Baylor uh, champion with one loss, I don't think those two teams get in over Bama, but let's just say Oregon wins out and Oklahoma wins out. I feel like because they have a conference championship and it's because of their name and their rep- like uh, their history, they will get in over Bama, but Bama will definitely get in over a one loss Utah or one loss, one loss Baylor. So the only way Baylor or Utah, well, no, Utah, I don't think can get in, but Baylor can only get in. It's if they go undefeated the rest of the way. I agree with that. I don't think they've, I don't think they've earned the respect in that. Like, yeah, they have a few good years. Yeah. And be considered with a one loss to get in. Yeah. It just can't be a one. Shout out to Matt Roll though, Penn State Letterman. And even if somehow Florida would, would, uh, somehow make it, to the SEC championship, they would not get in with two losses, even though they are the SEC champion. I don't see that happening. All right. So a little difficulty reaching Jim. You know, he wanted to discuss the NFL NBA. Let's just talk about NBA for a little bit. Um, see if he gets we get an answer from him. But Kev, you want to talk load management? Yeah, load management. So the whole Kawhi thing. Like I've seen players in the past, you know, they'd sit a couple games here and there, but Right off the start of the season, you know, I uh, saw something on ESPN where uh, they said Kawhi would, if they have a double header, Kawhi would sit out against the better, the better opponent, and I think that might be a little troublesome for the NBA because I don't know. I feel like I don't know. For me personally, I don't really watch the NBA a whole lot. I just watch some highlights, and the only way I will watch it is if it's like two top teams. Yeah. So yeah, if if the Clippers play the Bucks, I expect Kawhi and Giannis to go at it. I don't expect Kawhi to sit out. 
And I feel like that's bad rap for the NBA if their best players are sitting out. So, like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I understand that they want to give him a break. He's had some injuries, like, in the past. But we haven't had a clear-cut answer as to why he's actually sitting out. I'm not sure if I agree with it at all. But I really can't speak to it because I'm not the one playing in uh, 82 basketball games. You know, that's yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a fan. It sucks, but last year he won the NBA championship doing it. So I mean, if it, he thinks it works, and if they win it again this year, I mean, I guess it'll prove it works. I mean, my thing is, I mean, uh, they'll do enough to get obviously a top four seed, but who knows? Like maybe a loss here or there could dictate whether they get a four seed and they're on the same side as possibly the Lakers or something like that. So ultimately, I think we all want to see the Clippers and Lakers in the semis. I think that's just that's that's just that's just good. Oh yeah, in, in the Western Final. Sorry. Um, and then I think we all want to see maybe the the uh, Sixers and maybe the Celtics. I think that that those four teams in each of the uh, conference championships that would be a, a good matchup. Bucks. But uh, oh yeah. Um, speaking about NBA, um, we had a question, Ariel. She said she was talking about, you know, the Golden State Warriors and how injuries have been affecting them and stuff. And she said, do you think they'll be what she said? Something along the lines of they'll be so bad. They they might not make the playoffs and might have a good, uh, good, good pick in the draft. I don't think they're going to be that bad where they're going to get a solid pick in the draft. I think they'll I don't think they're making the playoffs, though. Yeah, I don't like as of right now, I'd put them on that like seven to I put them to that six to ten range right now, just with the way they're playing. I mean, obviously, I think they're going to maybe get something turned around, but you know, Steph and Clay are going to be out till like March, right? Steph, Steph is done basically, and so is Clay. So I, I think we're going to be a top five draft pick when it's really, ends. yeah. Um, hello, Mr. Krug. Oh. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Let's go. How you doing this evening? Good. We got the whole crew in the house tonight. Please. Pete, Alpha, HPDH, Jared, Kevin, Choper. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. We uh, sadly we're we're down Palfy tonight. He he's 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 a little busy tonight with schoolwork, but that's that's that's. Oh, and that would be addition by subtraction. That's not bad. <laughs> that'll that'll three Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you want to jump in? You said Steelers, Sixers. You know, quick story for you guys. Quick story for you guys. I was down with my family at Disney. Obviously, I was repping the brand. I was wearing a shirt, and I have all kinds of people coming up to me, offering me Disney swag, offering me fast passes. One guy even offered me timeshare for the T-shirt. Just like, no, you don't even understand. Yeah, he so, does. So, I got to give a shout out. to guys for already being a national brand only a couple <laughs> months in congrats man all that's awesome that. hey that's it's great. only up from here only up from here appreciate that yeah yeah that was that was an, that was an awesome picture <laughs> oh more to come man i'm not one of those fans that's like against Penn State. Yeah. Uh, kind of more just passive. Uh, after you guys when you win. But what kind of surprise is talking to the Penn fans 
everybody was kind of like, well, you know, they, they're probably not going to win that, but Minnesota is not going to be any club. And we don't follow the game too closely. But I'm also saying, you know what? Point is in, you've got a power conference team in Minnesota that's 8 no. You should take them seriously. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you think the overall lack of respect that Penn State fans showed the entire state of Minnesota was actually the reason the Nittany Lions lost more so than what actually happened on the field? Uh, I'm going to say no because I'm not going to lie. I don't think Minnesota is all that good. I think we played terrible. If we if we didn't throw three picks and we don't have some of those penalties, I think we beat them by two to three touchdowns. I think it was the bye week. James Franklin, I think, is now two and five or two and four yeah. coming off a of bye. So yeah, if we don't have the bye, I think I think we would have played better. And I also think like maybe the game time. I don't I don't maybe the game time and maybe the weather. It was kind of cold. Had something to do with it, but it was just an inexcusable loss. And I don't think the disrespect had anything to do with it because I mean. I didn't think they were, like, a great team, but, I mean, they're 8 now, so you can't disrespect anybody. I feel like – this is Hadley, by the way. I feel like um, that they – they as, like, an 8 no team, you got to have some type of swagger. And I think they had that, and I think it definitely – seeing them in the playoff picture on the first playoff show definitely gave them a little bit of, like, a disrespect towards any opponent that they were going to play especially Minnesota in this case. And I I think that they definitely went in there with a disrespect for them. And I think it's also a mix of, like Shope said, the bye week that kind of led to their fall. But I, I definitely think that you've got to have some type of swagger as a top, top four team. But I think they had a little too much, it being new to them. I'm, I'm going to cap it off right here. This is Cuts. I'm gonna say your question. I'm gonna say that your question does have some validity about the fans having and playing a role because I think so many fans. I think the football team saw all the fans talking. We're gonna go to Minnesota. We're gonna be Indiana. We're gonna go to the Horseshoe. Play Ohio State ten and zero. It's gonna be a battle of the ten and zero teams. And I just think that they looked too much past that and they were kind of focused on what was ahead rather than what was directly in front of them. So it's just kind of not having that mentality of. You know, we have a game right now. We have, this is an undefeated team. We got to get this done. It was more a sense of, yeah, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna be ten and zero. We're gonna play Ohio State, and it's gonna be the biggest game of the year. But they don't have that chance now. But season's not over yet. Right. That's that's a, that's a real fair take. Well, I agree, and I love the pronoun being being used, fellas. That's great. I do want to get your take. Speaking disrespect. I really felt for Penn State fans a couple years ago, Penn State beats Ohio gets to the Big Ten Championship, beats Wisconsin, and then the committee puts Ohio State into the playoffs instead of them. And not even being a Penn State fan, I was fired up about that. So, take I want to get you guys, do you fellas think conference championships mean anything more than just a straight-up ass cap by a yeah, because it kind of seems like they already have in mind they want to play off, and it doesn't play conference championships help the teams that already are out of favor. Yeah, all right, so, yeah, Kev wants to answer this. Here's Kev. <laughs> so, uh, how you doing, Mr. Krug? Um, 
I think it has to do with their name. I feel like if you've been there and you've won a conference championship before, then yes, they'll put you in the playoff. But if you're a new team on the rise, I don't think you get that respect because you haven't been there before in a sense. So obviously I feel like a, a one loss, you know, Alabama team with a conference championship, they'd get in, but some new teams like Utah or Baylor, let's just say they have one loss this year and they win their, their conference championships. I don't think that they get the respect from the committee yet to be put in that position. And just, just piggybacking off of that. I think you're right. I think Yeah. I think piggybacking off of that is what I just said to them about probably 10, 15 minutes ago about you need to have a couple, you need to prove yourself for a couple of years before they can even consider, consider putting you in. Like Penn State, obviously they did, they took care of business. What was that? 2016? Yeah. Yeah, 2016. But where were they 2013, 2014, 2015? I think you need to build up to that. I think you need to get some respect from the committee before they're willing just to throw you in there after one good year. I think you guys are entirely right. I think the tough thing that is it kind of creates a subtle where you end up in the same couple teams that are in there. Like right now, that one loss for Penn State probably means they aren't going to get in. Meanwhile, you're looking at like a one-loss Alabama team, and probably they're still going to be a lot to get in there, and that's the tough part. Yeah, just because their name. But for Penn State's case, I mean, the the goal still stays the same. Before the Minnesota game, after the loss, you still just had to win out as of now, beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten championships to to even uh, get your name in the hat there. But I don't know. For them, they still have life. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I uh, wanted to get your take on Bankus Patrick because at the time the trade went down for the Sturs, it was a pretty polarizing move, and I was kind of on the fence about it. I didn't think they overpaid. I thought it was the value. My only question was whether in that position should have been given up a first rounder to get a guy like that. But a couple games in, he's had five interceptions, I think, and people are already saying it might be one of the best trades in Steelers history. Steelers are five and four. Just wanted to get your take on Fitzpatrick and what you added to the team. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Kev get at that. Steelers as a Steelers fan of this pack. Um when I first saw the trade I was pretty pumped because you know, Fitzpatrick's a, a big name, but I also saw we gave him a first-round pick, so I was like, uh, we might need to use that for, for offense. But um, I, I did like the trade, though, because it added a spark to the defense, and I think it, w- it was the right trade. Even though, like, let's just say he wouldn't uh, have gone on this tear here, I still feel like it was a good piece to add to the secondary. But, uh, yeah, I think he's really making a, a name for himself to be a Defensive Player of the Year, and I'm really liking the Steelers' chances to, to take a wild-card spot here. It's phenomenal what one guy does to his defense. The entire defense looked like a sieve, but then you add him, and it takes less pressure or more pressure off the linebackers, and they can start attacking rather than cover, then that boosts the defensive line. And even with two it out for the season, I mean, if you watch that game last night, they looked like a top-five defense. They looked phenomenal. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I saw you were at the Colts game. Go Colts. Go Colts. Um, just uh, just kind of heartbreaking because, I mean, Fitzpatrick obviously played a role in the loss. Uh, I don't know if you can necessarily blame Vinatieri, but I kind of want to hear your take on Vinatieri. And is it worth um, for the Colts to maybe work out a kicker sometime soon? Or, like, are they going to let this go on? Like, I after, after the first couple, it was kind of like... That's, uh, that's... Go ahead. everything you said it's, i i think he's got one more if it's one more game that he he ruins for the colts i mean that that would be make it three on the year i mean you can argue that it was his fault or not against the steelers uh obviously the laces weren't very ideal but if, if one more game is influenced not just so much three points but one more game i mean that's precious those are games that you need right now especially after falling the past two weeks so I don't know. I hope they Absolutely. make a yeah. I hope they make a move if if if, if the time is the time has come. And I think you know I think Frank Reich is a great head coach. I think he gets the most out of that team. And you know when you look at the preseason expectations, I think Vegas had them as about the fourth best Super Bowl odds. Now, granted, that was before Luck retired, but I have a lot of respect for Jacob Brissett. I think he's a really quality quarterback, and so. Yeah, I think uh, playoffs is definitely, definitely the expectation here. So thanks for asking that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is it okay, fellas? Can I slide in an NBA question real quick on you before I? Yeah. Before I get I, yeah. The yeah. Course? Yeah. I was. I was going to tell you. Go ahead and ask that because. Yeah. That's good. Good. Well, I am a huge Sixers fan, and they've had a pretty up and down couple weeks here. They started off five and zero, and right away people were talking NBA championships, and then they lose three out of the next four. And so the question I have for you guys, they basically built this team in a unique way. It's all size, but they don't have one legit point guard on the roster, and they don't even really have, since they traded Landry Schmidt last year to get Tobias Harris, they don't even really have one good three-point shooter since they lost Reddick to free agency. So I guess the question I want to ask is, do you think a team like this that's built with all size but very little perimeter shooting can actually win the Eastern Conference? I, I look at the Eastern Conference, and it's definitely as weak as it's been in the past few years. And, I mean, I look at teams like the Bucks, who have Giannis, who's huge, and, I mean, they can defend him, so they can get past a team like Milwaukee. But... I look at a team like Boston, who's a little more well-rounded and has those shooters that can hit shots in the clutch, and I just don't see that with the Sixers. I think that if Ben Simmons even had a decent jump shot, you guys would be on odds-on favor to win the whole thing, East and West. Right. But I think with Ben Simmons completely lacking a jump shot, it's it's not even decent. It's just bad. And I don't think that your point guard and your – Arguably best player, him or him or Embiid. If if he if your center is going to shoot better threes than your point guard, I don't think you can win an NBA championship in this age that way. I agree with you. The crazy thing to me about Simmons is this is not a new issue. He basically got exposed when the Celtics beat them in the playoffs two years ago, and you would think he would have went into the off season working on the jump shot hard. And we heard rumors this offseason that it's been getting better, it's been getting better. And it almost feels like there's a stubborn defiance to him to not want to add the outside shot to his game. But you can see the toll it's taken on his body. He's already missed a game or two for the AC joint, which he's hurting just by charging the lane all the time. And I just really question whether they have a finisher on the roster right now. That's why I liked having Jimmy Butler there for the last part of last season. That was a dude that would actually step up and win a game. And as good as Embiid and Simmons are, I hate to say it, but I just don't see that raw fire to want to win in them. I mean, heck, you had a guy like Allen Iverson who was 6'1", and that dude would give up his body every single night just to try to win a game. And I just don't see that from anybody on the roster right now. Yeah, no. I definitely agree with that. I think for the Sixers, I mean, the Sixers always seem to play extremely well up until the postseason. So, I mean, they find ways to win during the season. So I just don't know what it is in the postseason that's any different because, I mean, you have MB, like you said, he, he does drive too much and they can't get himself hurt. But, I mean, if he's, if he's going to shoot – 20, 24 foul shots at night, there should be no reason why they can't at least make it close in every single game that they play, in my, in my opinion. 
I agree, and we got to keep in mind, I mean, they were one crazy, crazy Kawhi Leonard jumper at the buzzer from getting to the NBA championship. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing against them adding a shooter at the deadline. Like two years ago, they added Benelli and Ilyasovich from the Hawks, and it made them a more well-rounded team. But for the time being, they're definitely one-dimensional. So I, I appreciate your take on that. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Krug, I agree with you there, but I think they will add a shooter at the deadline. But the thing is about them is with adding Horford, they're not going to give up more than 90, 95 points a game, especially in the postseason when pace of play slows down a lot. So I, w- I wouldn't be too worried about that. Thank you. I love I love the Horford addition. People really questioned it because it seemed redundant, but not only is that guy just a lockdown defender, Embiid misses so many games that when he's out, you just slide Horford down to the five, and they don't miss a beat. Yep. So, yeah, I love that addition, too. As as a Celtics fan, I miss more than anything that Horford elbow jumper. It's automatic. <laughs> it is automatic. But, Can I ask you a question as a Celtics fan, just real quick? Yeah. So, I loved the Celtics makeup two years ago where they basically had all their main stars injured, and it almost looked like a college-style play. It was very fast-paced, a lot of ball movement. And I feel like when they finally got everybody back, they had a really tough time adjusting back to a traditional style where you're working the game through your stars. So how do you see this Celtics team working? Are they more like the team that made the playoff run two years ago, or are they more like a traditional uh, team right now? I think they're more like a traditional team right now because obviously getting rid of Kyrie, it's just opened up the floor to so many other guys. I mean, I don't, don't put me to this or quote me on this, but I mean, every, at least five, four or five Celtics players have at least like 12 points a night which is exactly what you need. We didn't need Kyrie scoring 35 a night. I mean, so Horford could score eight, so Tatum could score eight. Another guy, maybe one other guy have like 15 points, but it's just the fact, just the unselfish play by the Celtics right now. Everyone's getting in on the action. I think that's that's what's uh, bringing their success so far this season. I agree. They're, they're a deep and dangerous team. So, fellas, this has been a real honor. I really appreciate you having me call in, and let's definitely do it again sometime. Congrats on everything you guys got going on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, for, Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mr. Krug. And have a good night. You Thanks. too. All right, so that was Mr. Krug, Jim Krug. Jim Krug. Uh, if you heard it, he was uh, talking about a little uh, – a story, he was down at Disney World, he was wearing the uh, Chalk Talk Pod t-shirt, and he was saying how people were coming up to him and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'll give you this timeshare for that t-shirt, or, or hey, I'll give you this uh, Disney uh, this Disney merchandise for that Chalk Talk t-shirt, and he said, no, gotta rep the brand, so gotta respect Jim for his, uh, loyal, his loyalty, his faithfulness, and we'll have him back on the pod, he had some good, he had some good, uh, good takes there. Yeah, did a lot of uh, a lot of NBA insight here. Like I'm glad he was asking us questions too, because it's not just about you know us asking other people questions. If people feel like they want to ask us questions live or through the DM, feel feel free because we're down to talk, we're down to discuss. I was very impressed by the uh, the NBA knowledge there across yeah. both teams, across the 76ers and Celtics. That was that was a solid uh, call there. Yeah. 
definitely. So, Kev, do you have anything else that you want to you want to touch um, on? We... I have uh, well, I have two things. I got the just the college slate of games this week. I haven't really figured out what uh, NFL games we're gonna pick, but uh, we have the college games, and then uh, I think we have uh, one more question dealing with the uh, the NFL awards. But uh, I'm just gonna say like for for that for I think what Logan asked that question. He wanted all the uh, awards and stuff, but for me personally, I'm just going to give my uh, MVP, my defensive player, my coach of the year. I think MVP as of right now, as of right now, it would be Lamar Jackson. But if Russell Wilson can keep uh, leading his team with a big win against the 49ers, I think uh, I think Russell might be able to get it. And then defensive, I would I would honestly take Mika right now. He's on a tear. And then. Coach of the year, you can either pick, uh, what, Shanahan or Tomlin. So I feel like Shanahan's got to get it, though, just because he's taking the team to new heights and stuff, an undefeated year. But you also look at Tomlin, doesn't have any of his stars, and they're winning ball games. So so that's that. What, what do you guys think? Uh, MVP, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'll go with Russ or Lamar. I can't really say for a fact which one because, obviously, we said Mahomes. Weeks ago, and we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty much all. That's that's like the only take I have on awards right now, to be honest with you. Uh, Hadley, anything in mind? Um, well, my MVP, assuming that he has a pretty good game tonight, uh, would be Russell Wilson still. I think Lamar Jackson has been in and out of the race too much. I feel like Russell Wilson's been consistently in it. He's never really been out yet. So I'm still keeping him at one. Um. Coach of the year will go. I, I think. I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan obviously deserves it right now because no one, no one thought the Niners were going to be what they are right now. Yeah. Uh, and I would say defensive player of the year. I hate to say it, but I would say Minka at the moment. Uh, only I look at a safety position, and I'm like, it's definitely a right place, right time type of thing. Like that fumble that he recovered against the Rams. He was in the perfect spot for it. many and interceptions. That yeah, was, that interception. He was right in the what? What the tip pass there? Yeah. yeah. Like he's he's just right spot, right time. So I think. Do I think he's the best player in on defense in the NFL? Not, not even, not near in my opinion. I think Aaron Donald still has that by a lot, but he probably has my defense player of the year. Offense of the player of the year, I'd have Christian McCaffrey because he's breaking all sorts of records. Yep. Yep. Um. And yeah, I think that's all the defensive. I say Bosa with a Bosa and Donald are uh, are right there behind them as well. So I think they're they're pretty solid as well. My coach of the year, I'd say if the Steelers continue winning and they end up making the playoffs, I'd give to Mike Tomlin, just because Big Ben got hurt with a first year quarterback, and I mean they don't really have any weapons. I mean they have Juju. That's about it. It's like you'd talk call a top tier weapon. And Before show continues, I do not want to hear Coach of the Year from any Steeler fan because for the past six weeks we've been seeing fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin. Hey, not- hey, I no, 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 not well, not from me personally, but all, all, other Steeler fans, yes, yes. Not from you, I didn't say all Steeler fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor hung in there. He's a trooper. I mean, you got to stick with your guy. The, 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 yeah. the second you start doubting your own franchise, it's the second that you will fall. But show yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'd give it to Nick Bosa. He's been dominating. Um, I hear people saying Stefan Gilmore. No, no disrespect to him. He's a good corner, but they played no one. And when they did, they got their ass kicked. Um, 
And then what was the other one? Oh, offensive player or MVP. MVP, MVP I, yeah. Right now, but I would say dark horse is Deshaun Watson. I think he's having it. True. True. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a whole pick there. Yeah, I mean, everyone's saying Christian McCaffrey for MVP, but my thing is he gets so many touches. Like, he's like their only, like, I swear, he's like the only one who gets the ball on their team. Yeah. Uh, I would not give it to him, but I'd give it to either Russ. I'd give it to Russ right now, but I'd say Deshaun Watson's someone to watch. All right. Sure. Oh, going off, going. Oh, go ahead, Adley. Go ahead. I, I'm with you with McCaffrey. At the beginning of the year, we had that question: those top five running backs in the league, and I put him outside of the top five. And my reasoning was, if you shoved the ball to him just like you did every other running back that I had in my top five, I thought that they'd put up the same numbers. But I'd probably put him at five right now. But what I'm watching from him is he's a small guy, and he's busting up the middle for 50 yards a lot this year. He's not. He's not just like this. This guy that's catching balls and running for 30 yards a game, he's running for 100 to 150 yards a game, it feels like, on like 20 rushes, which is what everyone else is getting, it feels like. So I, I'm kind of changing my mind on him. I, I think he's definitely top five at the moment. Another thing about running back, though, is running back, I mean, not catching the ball so much, but running the ball, your offensive line has to be somewhat competent. And I think yeah, yeah. having an offensive line – like I think it's improved from last year, and I think that's helped him. I think but McCaffrey's can, good. He's good, but I think you can ask Saquon Barkley about yeah. that after this yeah. one-yard performance. So a line would definitely help him. So uh, piggybacking off what Cut said there um, about coaches and stuff, I feel like well, obviously Tomlin's been there, you know, a, a, what eight years? I can't even. I lose track off the top. Well, not eight years. I wow. Yeah, I think it's ten. I think it's ten. ten or it's ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, oh. no, it has to be longer because he won the he was oh, yeah. the quarter. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, 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 it was oh, probably like 12 because Cal oh, yeah. didn't yeah. Cal retire the year after, after you guys won it. So, yeah, this yeah. is like 12th year, 12 or 13. Yeah, I'm getting all my I get all the years mixed up and stuff, but anyway, I feel like well, with Thomas' situation, yeah, everybody's gonna want to jump the gun and fire him and stuff, but he has not had a losing season yet, so I feel like you keep him. I, I said you keep him at least until uh, Ben's contract's up, and then I, as of right now, I'd keep him even longer. But um, I think in like today's day and age, uh, regarding other coaches, I feel like everybody wants to win right now, and they just can't wait to you know rebuild or, or trust the process or whatever. But uh, in my opinion, do you think, uh, do you think Penn State should start a uh, little GoFundMe to get Ricky Ronnie out of there? Yes. Just like Florida just like Florida State. Coordinator. Terrible offensive coordinator. I can say better better plays without knowing the offense. Like well, I mean, seriously, you guys have the athletes to literally not only beat Minnesota, obviously contend, possibly even beat Ohio State. You have the athletes to get into the college football playoff every year. I'm not gonna probably so much this past week because no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't throw those three picks, we most likely win, and we should have won without it. But there were a few plays in there, like situationally, where I just wanted to punch him in the face. Like, what kind of play call is that? Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yep. That's why I told Trevor. I said this past week he had a, he had a he had an all right. Like at first, I, I was talking to Hadley, and I said first half he didn't look so hot. But then, as I looked over the whole game, he didn't have a horrible game calling. But just in prior games, I feel like he's he's just got to go. The only thing that made me mad was like Journey Brown busted one outside. And then he calls like four straight runs up the middle. Like, what is that? And then we ran That's the ball. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, he's too predictable. There, where we went down there and didn't get it on fourth and goal. Who calls a, a fade to a 5'9 receiver? I love Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. And then as soon as we got in the goal line, the goal to get a situation, we ran the ball three straight times. Yeah, Why are you yeah. running the three straight times? You threw the ball the entire way down there. My only, like, I guess, 
problem with him is just like whenever he's play calls are bad it's just they're so inconsistent because either like he just said like it's an obvious pass situation and he's running the ball or it's an obvious run situation and he's just throwing darts or he's trying to throw the long ball downfield like going back to the michigan state game where you're up three scores and it's pouring rain and you're starting back still in the game and yeah that and it's pouring rain and your possessions are lasting three plays a minute and two seconds like that is not that's just not what an offense coordinator's position is for but uh, I'm not going to bad mouth them only for the sole fact that you know it is his second year there is I mean they've been they've been I mean besides losing the Ohio State earlier in the season last year they still just had hope going on throughout the season obviously they dropped a few more but I don't know for a guy in his position they were the four number four ranked team according to college football playoff ranking I mean, there's obviously he can't be a perfect guy, which I get. But there's so, sometimes there is just plays where it's just like whenever people are at home on the couch who don't have the job are saying, "Okay, like this is what we need to run right here. This is what's gonna work." Yeah. And close to that, then I mean, there's a problem. Yeah. The only thing, sorry, I'll, the only, okay. my last thing is I don't know whether it's Sean who always throw, like he throws to KJ a lot, but my thing is a lot of other defenses key on KJ. We've never used him as a decoy. Yeah, get him involved early and get him some yards. Yeah, so then the defense is gonna follow him. We never use him as a decoy and then run something the other way. That kind of that kind of goes into what I was gonna say. What I have two things, but one thing is, I agree with Show. Why are you not using KJ as some type of distraction and getting someone like Dotson involved? I really haven't seen many plays from Dotson this year, and yeah. he's a talented receiver. My other thing is there were two plays in that game that I look back on. One is the two-point conversion, where they throw a screen to oh, who? Yeah, yeah. Rick Slade. Ricky, Ricky Slade, yeah. Why Ricky Slade? He's not even the best running back on the field, in my opinion. I think I'd put Ford and Journey Brown ahead of him this year. So I guess, I guess in that situation – I guess in that situation, I guess they were maybe looking for speed because like it looked like what a little bubble, and they were maybe yeah, just trying to get a quick burst. If you watch the replay, we had two, we had three over two, and we had the blocks. If he had cut in between the blocks, he had a walk-in touchdown. He just didn't read the blocks right. I was gonna say, I, I thought if, if he cut back inside, I thought he was gonna score. No, yeah, he would have gotten the two points. I, I don't get why you put Slade there. And my other thing is, I don't know how much time was there at the end of the game, but it was what second and goal at the two-yard line. Why is Daniel George on the field? He's the one that gets the penalty. That He's was not one. a penalty, though. He moves yeah, his yeah, back. I don't think that was a penalty. Why is he on the field? Why is Daniel George on the field? He's not supposed to be there with how, how much time was left at that? Maybe so a minute. Like, what, a minute? Like, yeah, but Daniel George is like our fourth wide receiver. Like, we have three starters, and he's But I just – I don't think that's who you want on the field. I don't see Daniel George catching a game-winning touchdown. Did they have two tight ends on the field? I, I didn't really pay attention. Did they have uh, Farmuth and uh, what? And why was the other guy? Tight end formations more. Like, not saying Bowers is like an animal, but, like, he's still pretty he's good. good. He's like, good. Like, two tight ends, too, allows you to do a lot with, like, running and throwing. Yeah. Like, Who, who's, the, who's the guy that runs track? Oh, Chizena? Oh, yeah, he caught a nice ball. He, yeah. No, Dropped he dropped one and hit him in the face mask. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you guys yeah, saw on a depth chart today. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is a change. It said there was a change, but in the in the, in the starting wide receiver, it's, a, now it's always been or, but they changed like the thing of the running backs again. 
Like I saw Noah Kane at top though. So it's even- no, it did, but it said Noah Kane or Devin Ford or Jeremy Brown or Ricky Slade. Like Ricky Slade's never been lost. Okay, one. I was just confused because I saw like Shorter or George. Shorter, he dropped a few balls. Though. Yeah, that was one thing I did like what Ricky Ronnie did. We finally got Shorter involved. The one plat- out of the three balls, he should have caught two of them. Those were just drops. And the other one, if Clifford would have let him, we had a touchdown. But I did, I did like that from Ronnie. Was that, was that Dodson who caught the ball over the middle? I, I thought he was going to score. No, he didn't, if you watch the replay, I don't know if he would have scored, but he didn't get tackled. He just fell down. Yeah, I was going to say, he definitely tripped. And his ball security was scaring me right there. <laughs> and I'd like to say, I don't blame the refs. I didn't think they really had too many bad calls. But, like, that was not offensive pass interference at the end. And then on both of Clifford's last two picks, those were pass interference. But Yeah, I think the first pick – the first pick in the refs' hands anyway. The first pick without the defensive PI call was definitely PI, but I think the, the the ref on the sideline could not see the hand make contact with the face mask, so that's why he didn't throw anything. I feel like if the other referee, the back uh, judge, the back it. judge, yeah, I was gonna say he definitely should have thrown something there. But uh, hey, go uh, go beat Ohio State. But anyway, um, we got five. Uh, we got the slate of games. We got five straight up, five uh, spread going into the uh, what is this week twelve now. Is that what it is? For college, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got big one here, Georgia-Auburn. Georgia. Are these spreads or straight up? These are straight up. Okay. Go Dodge. Where's it at? I think it's – is, is, is it? I thought it was at Auburn. I thought it was at Auburn, too. No, I thought it was at Georgia. Either check. way, Georgia. Yeah, no, I, I go Georgia regardless, but um, it definitely – Makes me curious. It's at Auburn. Yeah, still yeah. go Georgia. I'm gonna get Georgia as well. Um, do Trav- we see a prayer? A prayer at Jordan Hare? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Trevor, everybody. Um, Minnesota and Iowa. It's at Iowa. I th- honestly, if you personally ask me, I think Iowa will win just because I feel like Minnesota is gonna be whatever. But I'm gonna stick with Minnesota because I need them to win. I think Minnesota will win. I think that. The vote is not going to be rowed this week. I think Iowa's going to win, and I think the only reason for that is I think these Minnesota players have never felt what they're feeling before, and they're not going to play well as a result. It's always tough going to Iowa to play, but I think they're just a little little overhyped this year, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma, I think, blows them out. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Oklahoma by three touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to say Oklahoma, and Baylor makes a late comeback. Um, but but Oklahoma still wins. Uh, Navy-Notre Dame. Oh, okay. Hey, take, it's a top 25 matchup. Take Navy. <laughs> Veterans Dame. Day, thank you. Notre Dame. Notre Dame by two touchdowns. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah, this is a little strange one here, but we got South Carolina versus right. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Cox. Texas A&M. You know, they got the, they got the wide receivers, the linemen, the quarterback. And yeah. Wait, I'm going to go te- so, Texas A&M. I'm going to Texas A&M and Cliff Hogg. But did anybody else see South Carolina blow the game on the last play last week? It yeah. was wide open in the end zone. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to App State. Hey, App State. Put them in the SEC, man. Um, so now here we go with the spreads. We have Michigan. 13 favored 13 and a half against Mich- or Michigan State. I'm taking Michigan. 
I'll I'll get Michigan too. Yeah, no, I'm I I don't think Michigan State's even that that team that's gonna give you fits this year. I'd say Michigan, go blue sporty. Yeah, I'm gonna go Michigan. This might be the worst Michigan State team I think I've seen in a while. I don't know. The one the year Penn State won the Big Ten championship was pretty bad. Yeah, that's true too. Um, here's a little surprising one. Um, Clemson favored 33 and a half against Wake Forest. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson will cover. Wake Forest has the best second and third string quarterbacks in the nation. Wait, what is it? <laughs> what did you say? The spread was um, 33 and a half. Ooh, okay. I say Wake, Wake Forest is going to cover that. It, 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 it's at Wake. Uh, okay, Wake Forest is ranked. I'll take Wake. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I was. This no. is probably Clemson's like biggest, like most impactful game, like the rest of the season. I mean, obviously ACC championship, but like yeah. out of the coast, you're not going to get too hard of a, a team. But uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Wake covers this one. Um, Penn, Penn State favored 14 against seven and two Indiana. Uh, Penn State. I think they're going to come out. Guns blazing. They're going to be mad. They're going to be ready. And they're just going to. I got Penn State by six touchdowns. Wait. That's absurd. Thank <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait, what? what is it? 14 and a half? No, it's just 14. Oh, I'm going to say even then. I think we win 31 17. Because I think right. we're flat. I think it's going to be a little over the spread. We're going to come out in, flat. In all I think first. first First half, you're going to come out slow. I think it's going to be like maybe 14 to 6 going into half. And then I think the second half team uh, saying kicks in. So I, I got Penn State covering. Um, we got Bama 21 against Mississippi State. Yes, they're covered. They're co- Bama is yeah, it's going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Bama. I'm going to go with Bama. Mississippi State's going to cover? No. Bama's okay, gonna okay. Cover. Yeah, I'm with you, Bama. Um, and then the last one here Kansas State. Uh, favored 15 against West Virginia. Oh, they'll cover that. West Virginia's terrible. I'm going to say yes, they'll cover that too. I'm with Joe. And yeah, I'm going to go with K- K-State as well. So uh, that wraps up the college football, and then we'll, uh, we'll send out the NFL here later on in the week. So, so I think that wraps up today. Yeah. Hey, hey, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kutz. Happy late birthday. A couple days ago, Big 21 guy. Appreciate it. Give the shout-out on the call. Yeah, Jared's birthday's in November. Mine's in August. Right, Trevor? Yeah, yeah I'll be pretty first. <laughs> okay. That's All right. nothing like him. All right. That's Chalk Chalk. And, uh, you know, the next, the next episode, we'll send it! <laughs>